Welcome back, everyone. Episode 36 of the Milk Bucket Podcast. Hey, boys. Episode 36. We, we got, got we got me. We got Baz. Hey. We got a very special guest today. Radio Mike. Say hello, Radio. <laughs> say hello, Mike, I should say. Jesus. <laughs> hello. Yeah, my my first name is actually Michael. It's not Radio, <laughs> um, which you said. But yeah, you can, you can call me Radio as a first name if you want. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe we start there. Where did Radio Mike come from? Because it's it's a pretty cool nickname, I'm not gonna lie. It's a nice little Instagram awesome. handle. <laughs> in when I started working, my my career background is in commercial radio, right? And yeah. when I started working in radio, I always thought there's a lot of like people in the industry that have like, you know, stage nicknames. Like there's probably the most well known is Cackling Jack from Hey yes, and Andy. Yes. But there's like Radio jocks here in Melbourne, like Dangerous Dave Williams. And I always wanted to have a name like that. And I actually always thought my radio stage name, I decided that it was going to be Sideshow Mike as a tribute to Sideshow Bob from The Simpsons, one of my favourite shows. But when I... I say, go ahead. Well, no, no, no. You you continue. Before Uh, you go, actually, let's just see if it is your favourite show. Name us one quote. (laughs) 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 Uh, and then um when i told people i wanted to be sideshow mike they laughed at me so then that uh then i decided to go with radio mike which is the title of a similar of a really good episode of the simpsons uh well it's actually called radio bart which is the episode where Uh bart um gets the portable radio and it falls down the well um, so I was like, well, if Bart can be Radio Bart, I'll be Radio Mike. And that's kind of where it came from. So, I mean, it's always a tricky one with that, giving yourself your nickname. <laughs> because you got to get other people <laughs> to accept it, you know? Like, because yeah, there was Cackling nope. Jack, but wasn't there also a Giggling Ben or something? Wasn't that just yeah. Hamish and Andy commenting on the fact that they have loud laughs? <laughs> yeah, it was. But what I like to say is that you know, in the radio industry and in real life, like with friends, maybe it's not necessarily good to give yourself your own nickname, right? Maybe it's a bit lame, but think music, guys. Like Eminem, he gave himself the name Eminem, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, chose, yeah. he chose his own name, right? And I think there's power in choosing the name that you want other people to call you, right? Because you've defied yeah. your parents and he went gone, to this Woolworths. is what I'm going to be called from now on. He went to Woolworths. There were no smarties. So, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we go any further, I think it's only due for Radio Mike to have an introduction. So I'll let, I'll let J-Mo introduce him. Also, Radio Mike, very talented man. It's funny because he's always, intru- he's always uh, pitched as like, the boy of the show on the Hamish and Andy podcast, but I'm like, but yeah, he, I don't know he, if he's yeah. our age or younger or older, but I feel like we're in very similar categories with that. Um, either way. How old are you guys? How old uh, are you guys? We're 24. Okay. I, I'm 26. I'll be 27 in three weeks. So I was born in 1994. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Wow. You've, you've gotten so much success in your, your young age. So, so, so for those who don't know Radio Mike, he's a, he's a radio producer works on a lot of podcasts. He's got his own podcast. The Remembering Show, the Hamish and Andy podcast. Uh, you've got your own podcast as well, Mike, don't you? 
I've got my own podcast called 20th Century Boy, and I also do a podcast called Harry Potter and the Boys, which is where I read out fan fiction of Harry Potter that I wrote when I was 13. So that's uh, one of oh, my Oh, that you wrote. That okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. I was, I was just wondering, I think there's a few fucking Draco, Ma- Draco Malfoy, fucking Hermione uh, ones that might not be safe for work out there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, yeah, what no, I don't think any of my fan. I think I was too young to even know what um, sex was at this point. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, look. Unfortunately, it doesn't really feature in any of my fan fiction. So when if, you if say, if I only got there two years later, then it would have been yeah. filled with sex and masturbating. But so, unfortunately, <laughs> it didn't happen that way for me. <laughs> so just so everyone knows, when he says "wand," he actually means the the magical stick and not a euphemism for something else. Okay. When the Draco grips his wand intensely, wand? you know. <laughs> <laughs> Draco Malfoy's Hitachi wand. <laughs> <laughs> so just to just to fill you in on the podcast, uh, Mike, we we tend to we described it before. It's like a walk through a park with dementia. You start going down one path and quickly forget where you're going and start walking around <laughs> multiple others. So I, if there's if there's no direction, you know, yeah. <laughs> I I love uh, conversations with detours, like. Any time in the past where I've yeah. been on a really good date, right? It's when heaps of detours are taken. So exactly. because that's the sign of a good conversation. Yeah. When you're like halfway through one story and you're like, oh, but before I tell you that, <laughs> I have to tell you this quick detour over here. And then like the person you're on a date with is like, oh, I've got a similar story. We'll get back to your original story. Let me tell this. <laughs> Bam, yeah. you, you're detouring, right? That's what makes good conversation. Yeah. If you... I would actually say if you don't detour in a conversation at any point, you're probably boring. I think yeah. Yeah. I like that. it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it just means that the story that you're saying doesn't have so many caveats to the point where there's no story that leads to the next story. Yeah, exactly. Who wants yeah, to finish think, the series? But I think you just said it. I think that yeah. is being boring. Yeah, I 100% agree. If all of your life doesn't intermingle and interact with <laughs> yeah, other exactly. stories, then you're boring. <laughs> <laughs> if, if going to the shops doesn't remind you of your first girlfriend, which doesn't remind you of your fucking neighbor's cat, it's like, what's going on, mate? You live a simple life. <laughs> it, that's actually true. I've actually been hanging out with people and then like, you know, I don't know if you guys get into this kind of territory. I've been hanging out with people and then we happen to drive past the house of the girl that I lost my virginity to. Oh. Oh. No no matter what conversation I'm in, I'm like, hey, just so you know, I lost my virginity <laughs> in that house. That's a good detour. Instantly, you give people options. They don't have to talk about whatever you're talking about. They can change the subject, you know, introducing new topics. That's what I'm all about. See, that was so options funny. In conversation. I, I, I actually did the exact same thing the other week and somehow I didn't get the job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I'm just trying to make conversation here in the car, but you know, he wasn't too impressed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. My girlfriend was a bit annoyed at me when I said that to her. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you guys, you guys, you you probably couldn't do it though, because you haven't. You were telling me before we started, you haven't lost your virginity yet, have you? 
Not Look, yet, we're just Dan. we're waiting for the right person. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're waiting till marriage. We're waiting till we find the right person. I want to I want a girl to wine and dine me. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's I want to treat, be treated good, like the king I am. <laughs> oh, Mike. Okay, so first things first. I want to kind of learn because you're you're very young. How did you get into radio or, or podcasting? What was the first step? That, How did, that is actually a really interesting point because at one point me and Bads were thinking like, yo, what if we could, you know, join a radio station and like boost our podcast numbers. And we were looking at it and it was like, you know, the only applications were some uh, AM radio station in like Dubbo, yeah. which is like in mm. uh, central it's New South Wales. It's such an extremely hard dip industry to break into. So the fact and that you've managed to do it is so impressive. You're not just behind the scenes. You're, you know, you're a massive part. You're probably the fourth most speaking person on the Hamish and Andy show you know, after Hamish, Andy and Jack, like uh, I don't think the other people speak as much, obviously like who knows what they do behind the scenes, but you're like a big part of that show. So I'm curious, like how do you get into radio and then how do you even get like airtime? Oh, thanks. That's all really nice. I, uh, I've been freaking out recently because I'm about to turn 27 and I'm like, oh, I'm nearly 30 and I've achieved nothing with my life. Not and I'm at hearing all. you guys being like, you've achieved heaps. I'm like, oh, no, maybe I have sick. achieved heaps. Um, yeah. but, but, um, I, uh, basically what happened was I, I finished high school and I went to, well, I, I think I'm, well, I think I'm going way too far back. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I just, Mike, what did we just say? Like, just yeah, keep so going back. <laughs> <laughs> finished yeah. high school, lost my virginity. <laughs> first thing first. <laughs> hey guys, I'm going to blow your minds. I am currently in the house where I lost my virginity. Can really? you believe it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the return tour. No. <laughs> Same room or? <laughs> I, uh, what's that? Same room? Same bed sheets? <laughs> <laughs> nah, d- different room, different room. Um, but Come on, you got to go back I, to the same room. <laughs> this, is, this is the short answer. I was about to tell like the longest possible story. But the shorter it, answer Fuck is it. that <laughs> I I did a I did a media degree at university at RMIT oh, yeah. here in Melbourne, which is similar to I think I think in Sydney where you guys are, there's a university called like U, UT UTS or something. Yeah, um, I am a I am which, a part of said which university. I just realised sounds dangerously <laughs> close to UTI, which is uh, obviously yeah, look, not that good. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. At but UTS, you're going to find a lot getting of Getting a positive test for a UTI and a positive test at UTS, you know, different, <laughs> different connotations, yeah. but I do, I do see the mix. <laughs> now, ironically, I had a UTI the whole time I was at uni, so um, that was pretty crazy. No, um, I, uh, so I did this media degree and I started doing community radio at a radio station called Sin FM. Don't have a Sydney equi- equivalent for that, unfortunately. So don't ask. Um, but, but, and then I did a radio, I, I've always been really into pop culture. So I did a radio show at Sin FM called the yellow family where I reviewed episodes of the Simpsons. Um, Jeez, okay, then, thank God. I was about to say, Mike, stop Asian hate, man. Come on. Oh, <laughs> I know. Well, I, I didn't realise at the time that that was not really an appropriate <laughs> title for a show and no one stopped me. But I think in context, it makes sense. Like, Yeah, yeah, season, 100%. <laughs> you definitely have um, a few white supremacists saying, this seems like the show. <laughs> oh, wait, he's just reviewing yeah. Simpsons quotes. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like The Simpsons too. This is great. <laughs> but, and then- yeah, I just kind of was dipping in and out of a bunch of um, 
of a bunch of commercial radio stations here in Melbourne, worked for um, Triple M and Fox FM up in Sydney, oh, yeah. I think it's called Today FM. Um, yep. And at this point, so I guess like in terms of how I ended up working on the Hamish and Andy podcast, at this point, um, Hamish and Andy were doing a drive radio show at Fox FM and nationally. Yeah. And uh, the short way of saying it is they would finish their show at 6 p.m. and I'd start working at 6 p.m. So I used to see them and chat to Jack a bit around the office and chat to them a little bit when I could. Um, and I guess I kind of just like, I don't know, I was just kind of in the right place the, at the right time a lot because I ended up panelling their show for a bit and getting to know them a bit better. And then when they finished up, um, they announced that they were coming back to do a podcast. And I think because I had kind of spent a bit of time chatting to them at the radio station, they just um, ended up getting me along for the ride. And that was 20, that was the end of 2017. So now oh, it's geez. been like four years of that, um, which is really crazy. I can't believe how much time has passed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I remember listening to the Hamish Shani podcast when it first came, uh, like, when the podcast first started, like as an actual podcast, not as like radio highlights. And mm. I've gone back, like every time I get up to date, there's usually a period of time where after a month, I'll go back and start listening to it again. So I've seen, listen to these episodes like hundreds of times. It's ridiculous at this point. But yeah, it's wild That's to awesome. think how long ago they started this podcast. And if in my brain, it feels like it was, you know, a year ago. <laughs> it's like four years ago. That's wild. Yeah, exactly. Like to me, I'm just like, I don't know, like, I kind of still feel like my career, if you want to call it that, has just started. And yeah. I'm always like, no, I'm kind of like five years into a career in this industry. And of course, a lot of the first few years were radio-based. It's only in the last two or three years that podcasting has become particularly um, prevalent and lucrative. So that's a really growing industry. Um, well, and I'm really enjoying being a part of it. This segues me into something uh, perfect. <laughs> oh, you know I fucking love a detour. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we often hear debates on the Hamish and Andy show about whether uh, radio or podcasting is uh, is reigning supreme right now. And obviously with the likes of Joe Rogan uh, out there, it makes it hard to vote for radio, but you got a foot in both camps. What do you think will be the, the industry that lasts the next 10 years? Oh, I think both will last the next 10 years for sure. But I think in terms of, um, <clears throat> there's a few things here. It's, you can't say for sure, but podcasts are absolutely growing. And like, think about the, um, the media landscape we're living in. The idea of just being able to put on whatever you want, whenever you want, and just listening to audio on demand, that's growing so much, undeniably so. Radio is really struggling to keep up with that, I think. Yeah. What, what podcasts don't have, possibly will never have to the same extent that radio has. And I think the thing that radio will lean on the most and is really good at is the liveness and immediacy of it. There yeah. isn't really another medium where you can like hear someone talking in your car, call up and be on air the next, um, it, within like five minutes, right? And that's why it's so good for like breaking news <laughs> and events as well. So I think that's really important. And you look at radio station, it's often like talk back AM radio stations like, 2GB and 3AW and ABC that rate really well. And that's because like, those are the ones that focus on being people, particularly being people oriented as opposed to like being music oriented or sports oriented and, and whatnot. So I think that um, 
radio still has a lot of legs in it because of that advantage. But um, I think they're different races. Like I think po- podcasting and, and radio are now just running different races. Whereas yeah. I think mm-hmm. in the past we kind of saw podcasting as a companion to radio. Now they're different industries, I reckon. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? Well, I was actually going to bring up, have you heard of the app called Clubhouse? No. What's that? Is so, that like Club Penguin? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> full of, full of Instead pedophiles. of making a penguin, <laughs> you make a house. <laughs> no, so, so Clubhouse is actually, it's quite similar to live radio where it's it's an audio only app. It's sort of like Twitch. So Twitch does live streaming for videos and like lots of gamers use it. Clubhouse yeah. is the exact same thing, but audio only. So you have rooms of maybe 70 people, 80 people, or up to a few thousand if it's a, if it's a really big um, like live stream. And all it is, is is audio only. And they can get the guest to speak as well. And it just works straight from that app. It's essentially mm. like live TED Talks kind of, except yeah. TED Talks have more of an agenda, whereas Clubhouse doesn't necessarily need to. Yeah, well, well can, I, can I put something to you guys? Because I think that's a great idea. So what about this? Yeah. I reckon one of the main barriers for radio is like, you have to listen. Say, so where do you have a radio? Generally, people have it in a car. Most people, if they're listening to radio, are listening while driving, right? Yeah. yeah. But imagine this for a second. This is a pure hypothetical, right? Say, hey, Mission Andy, say, hey, we're actually going to be doing a live radio show on Spotify every day at 4 to 6 p.m. And you can open the Spotify app. It'll come up on your home screen. You press it and tune in live. There's no ads. We stream music. Would you listen to that? Oh, it's, it's a great question. It's a really good question, Mike. I think I would sometimes yeah, if, if I know that it's on. My issue is my sleeping schedule is so terrible that like I would always <laughs> end up missing it. You know, It'd be like five, you know, five in the morning. I'm like, oh, fuck. I was meant to listen to that thing today. That's why I like the podcast because it's always there. But um, no, I definitely like the concept because Spotify does rate it, don't they? Or at least they did in the past. I think um, they have some kind of like- Integration. I thought so. Yeah, I think, I guess my point with that is like, if if you could listen to a radio station from Spotify or from an, f- say from Spotify, because podcasts and music are already on Spotify. Yeah. Like, I reckon that would make more people listen to radio. Like, oh, there's just a button and it says Triple M and I put it on and it streams- whatever's on Triple M. Like I think yeah. people would do that because it's, it's just easier internet. than having to tune a radio. Yeah, it's via the internet rather than using like AM waves or uh, FM waves. Well, obviously. I wonder just to add on top of that idea because I really, really love the, I, I've always loved live streams. I've always Actually, loved we live. Business? <laughs> I've always loved the idea of, of live entertainment. If you if, if it wasn't on radio and if it was just its own audio live stream and then you could text and you could have a live chat going on with other viewers yeah. or maybe even with the content creators themselves so that you can interact with them just on a text basis and not have, have to like call up or something like that. I would definitely want to watch something like that or listen to that. Yeah. I think that is like the where we're headed in terms of audio on demand. Like I think it'll be like, hey, we're doing it live. You can comment in, but then it it stays up as a podcast after. So it's almost like a blend of radio and podcasting. I think that'll definitely happen more and more in the future. And I think the possibilities with that are really exciting. So yeah. yeah. I don't think, you know, Kyle and Jackie O or any of the any of the big dogs are just gonna I don't think they're going to die with the with the industry whenever it does start to decay. So I think mm. it's kind of like, you know, BHB, like all the big mining and uh, oil companies and stuff like that. They're probably, once it gets to a point where oil's gone, 
they're going to have enough money to say, okay, well, we're going to be the best at renewables right now. I doubt they're just going to go and die with the the industry, you know? Like, when there's that much they'll, money, they'll people find are the next All right, guys, there's, look, there's no more oil. We made heaps <laughs> of money. We're just going to fold because, you know, as much as capitalism is about <laughs> making as much money as possible, we want to do the right thing and we're just going to let someone else have a chance. Look, we've had a good run. <laughs> we've had a good run of polluting the earth. <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> creating several extinct species. <laughs> now yeah. time to undo it again the, and make some more money. <laughs> the, the idea of any like big capitalist conglomerate company being like, hey guys, we've made enough. We're going to fold now. Thanks a lot for your support. We'll see you all soon. We're not doing anything else. Like that's such a ludicrous idea. Oh, it's it? so funny. <laughs> <laughs> The fucking CEOs take it out, all this money. <laughs> well, well, do, do, you, do you actually think that the, the radio industry is facing decay? Do you think that it's like podcasting has taken a massive market share out of it? Or do you think that it's actually, it's in, it's in a good place and it's actually primed to grow even bigger? Oh, uh, I mean, I think, I don't know if decay is the right word, but I know what you mean. Like, I think it's definitely losing, um, like people still listen to radio and there's an aging population in this country that definitely really likes radio. You know, yeah, some people aren't technologically savvy like us and they just know how to use the radio and they'll always listen. But I do think that, yeah, I mean, if you were a brand and, you know, you want to advertise, would you advertise on a radio station that doesn't necessarily rate that well? Or would you advertise on what you know for a fact is like the most listened to podcast in the country, I guess. Like, I think, I think advertisers are definitely making different decisions about where they put their money. I don't necessarily think that that means that radio can't make any revenue, but yeah, I think there are, uh, there, there, it's more competitive now for where people put their money. Well, that's, I think that's the interesting uh, caveat I, I've noticed because obviously Hamish Nandy started in radio and I'm sure they've developed a lot of connections and stuff when they've moved into podcasting. But I've noticed, you know, you look at Joe Rogan, he signed a $100 million deal, you know, huge money and stuff. But he's advertising like dick pills and fucking, you know, butcher box and like all those kind of things. But then you look at Hamish and Andy and they're advertising like the Toyota Corolla. Like, yeah, like they're that. working with BPay and Osco and all these like enormous companies. And then like the biggest podcast in the world is still doing these kind of like, you know, audible ads. And it's, it's really interesting that like potentially them getting their grassroots in radio made them, and obviously being a bit more brand friendly than Joe Rogan with him saying that you shouldn't get vaccinated and all that kind of shit. But I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting hey, one. Hey, right now. Just we jumps on the next podcast. Yeah. Like, hey guys, I think everyone should take horse tranquilizer yeah. instead of getting the vaccine. He's like, look, ketamine's a good drug. I don't know what to tell you. you know, yeah. I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> like I think there might still be some corporate legitimacy to radio where like podcasting mm. maybe in the next 20 years it might be different but I think right now you still hear like bigger companies use radio don't you in terms of advertising whereas like I've yet to see you know Microsoft advertise with a podcast yeah that's a good point and I think it's also just because those connections yeah like you said have all have always been there and they're so strong and it's like it's probably um easier to just advertise with with teams you you know and have worked with before yeah, than exactly. go to some new department and work with a new sales team or, or whatever. I don't know. I guess I try to, to be honest, and this, guys, I don't want to alarm you, but I might be doing a detour, but oh, yeah. let's just see where it goes. Where are we going? Um, I, um, I actually, 
I'm, I mean, I understand that ads are a commercial reality of, of the world and making any content, but yep. I don't know. Sometimes at the moment I feel really deflated by how commercial, like, because for a while podcasting felt really not underground, but it felt like really small and niche and like you, um, I don't know. Like it just felt, yeah, it felt a bit like pirate radio. Right. Yeah. And now it's, it's become part of the mainstream. So it's being commercialized to hell and this, you know, it, it, I don't know. It just kind of cheapens a lot of the content for me sometimes. Yeah. I, I get what you mean. Like the, the ads you hear a lot of people do on a uh, podcast are them just reading from the script that the guy gave them, you know, the company. Mm. And so it's like, there's not the grittiness. Like, whereas back in the day when, Joe Rogan's advertising a flashlight that gets sent to him and, you know, he's having one of his guests try it out or something. To say, uh, it, it does have a more gritty kind of like, oh, shit, this is like a cool place to be. Whereas it's definitely got a bit more corporate in the last, uh, you know, five, ten years. Well, I think I think another yeah. another interesting point is that in radio, it's not the, or, or maybe they do sometimes, but a lot of the times they'll have an ad segment where it's, it's just an ad that the, the, the client or whoever's advertising has just put in there. It's like a TV ad. It's, yeah. like, it's not the show itself that is they're sponsoring it. But then on podcast, it gets to, it, it's you, you're the person that's selling it. So then it's, it's hard to determine which one is them just trying to make money and them selling out. Or I mean, I'll just say selling out you know, quite colloquially, but is it, it's, it's, it's a lot more different in, in radio where it's actually, it's a proper ad done by the, by the company. So it doesn't remove any of the legitimacy of the, of the presenter. Mm. <laughs> I saw an ad the other day and I don't know if I could say it. That's the issue. <laughs> So oh, you know what? I'll you say have, it. You and have to say it now. I'll say it, and if it's just too ex- too extreme, then we'll just cut this part out of the pod. Okay, so I'll yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just wrong with it. So, I'll full full disclosure. It was an ad on a porn site. It was one of those ads. Which porn site? I actually don't know. I, I can't remember which site it was, but it was one of those little banner ads at the top. You know, usually it's like, uh, you know, take this pill. Doctors proved it can like make your dick grow fucking, you know, 12 inches. How or can you not remember what website it is? Was it orange or blue? Key points. Hentaihaven.com. I don't know. I can't remember. No, so this is what it was, right? It was a cartoon. So it was, it was all very cartoony, right? And no, not cartoon in the sense of like fucking hentai. It was cartoon in the sense of like they've drawn cartoon figures. So it starts off with uh, a guy and he's sad. Then <laughs> it transitions to a bottle of apple cider vinegar. And then uh, the guy dipping the tampon uh, tampon into the apple cider vinegar, right? Then it, it turns to uh, the guy's like ass, but it's not like you see, it's like uh, if you saw a butt in like the Simpsons. You know yeah, what I mean? How yeah. it's like two cheeks. Yeah. And then it shows yeah. the guy putting this apple cider vinegar tampon. Wait, wait, can we his... just can we just pause for a sec? Can we yeah. just pause? Yep. You you just said it's like seeing a butt in The Simpsons, like it's two cheeks. Does your butt not have two cheeks in real life? Because no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I mean, you know, in The Simpsons, like you don't see an asshole. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like a yeah, cheek and a cheek. Yeah, but if you're Yeah, but if you're just looking at someone's butt, you don't just see their asshole. <laughs> oh, it depends on how fucking bent over they are. <laughs> Have you ever seen? Have you ever? <laughs> All right. So you're saying if they're bent over, you probably would see their arsehole. Look, Mike, I'm so not gonna lie. The most of the times when I see arseholes, people tend to be bent over. I'm not just walking around fucking. <laughs> I'm not lying underneath fucking benches at you know gym changing rooms, fucking having a pee. Yeah. You know? Okay, because it was just kind of confusing because you made it sound like you had some fucking mutant three cheeked butt. 
and I was like, I kind of want to see a photo, but it'd be so unprofessional for me to ask. Because <laughs> where if 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 people had three. If people had three cheeks on their bum, would they yeah. have two bum holes or would one just not have a bum hole? Well, where would be the third cheek? Is it are we talking on the top? So it's there's still the same center hole, or is it are we talking oh, a yeah. third one stacked to the right? So are we talking like a I, triangle? I was formation? thinking like another one stacked, like there's just yeah, there's another butt crack essentially, because there's a third cheek. Oh man, yeah. Then you'd have to have two. But then, oh, but then what? <laughs> then is the whole body fucked, or is it? Is it just an extra one, and then like a, an asshole that doesn't work? <laughs> that's that's the real question cool. that pops up. That's true because it'd have to be connected up to all like the plumbing and stuff, so you never really know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so what ended up happening with this anyway, apple cider vinegar, by the way? Tell, tell the story about the porn ad. So what essentially happened in this ad was uh, you see the, the, cartoon, the cartoon butt to the side, so you don't see an asshole or anything, but he dips this tampon with apple cider vinegar. Like he, so he, he puts that in his ass and then suddenly his dick grows 12 inches, right? And I'm sitting here <laughs> looking, thinking like, well, they haven't, they're not trying to advertise a fucking like a dick pill or anything like that. They're not trying to make money off silly boys with, you know, fucking three inches. It made me think, are these guys actually just playing the greatest prank of all time trying to see how many guys can they, uh, how many guys can we convince to dip apple cider vinegar fucking tampons up their ass just for a goof? Like they're paying for advertising on Pornhub or whatever <laughs> and this shit's going on. It's just so random, you know what I mean? I was like so confused by what I was fucking seeing. How did we even get onto that? I've got, I'm so, I, I can't even remember how we got onto that topic. Look, man, what the details. You know what I mean? The details happen. At this stage, we've stopped asking how we got to how we got to three asses <laughs> and then a tampon inside one of them. <laughs> Let, look, let's let's turn it a bit more wholesome. Let's. I, I want to learn what was what was baby radio Mike like. What was it like? You know, I know I know an interesting thing. You had a half music scholarship. What does that mean? All right. <laughs> how does when, that work? When you said baby radio mic, I thought you meant like me as a baby. And I was going to be like, I have no memories of that. Yeah. Uh, like most people. But um, when I, yeah, so I had a, it wasn't actually a music scholarship. It was a, it was a choir scholarship or a, chor- it was called a, a choral squ- scholarship. Okay. Um, And basically it's pretty, it's actually really lame, but I'll tell it. Um, so I was raised in, a pretty strict Catholic uh, upbringing. So my yeah. parents were really Catholic. I was um, raised very Catholic, which is a, is a horrific mm. way to raise your kids. I'll yeah. put it that way. Um, and yeah, basically like I kind of came from like a working class family, like, and um, we couldn't afford, to, dad was really passionate about it. I don't know. I think I'm going back too far again, guys. Basically, <laughs> Basically, dad wanted us to get a really good education, but we couldn't really afford to go to like one of the really rich private schools. But then we found out that you could get a scholarship to one if you were a good singer. And basically you sing in the the church choir here in Melbourne and the Catholic church pays for your school fees. And oh, me shit. and my brother both auditioned and we got in. So we got to go to like one of the expensive private schools in exchange for our time and labor singing <laughs> in church. 
It's <laughs> like, like a pretty there's good deal, actually to be honest. nothing lamer growing up. Like when you start meeting girls and stuff when you're 15 and 16, being like, "Sorry, I can't hang out tomorrow. I've got choir." Are you Are you trying to tell me, Mike? Are you trying to tell me, Michael, that when you talk to girls and you say, "Look at me, do la da 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 da." They don't get all hot and bothered immediately. Is that what you're trying to imply? I, I thought choir singers get all the girls. <laughs> I was so embarrassed by it. Like I used to pretend, I don't know. I remember once I told a girl, I think she wanted to hang out on one of the nights we had a rehearsal for choir. Yeah. And instead of just saying, yeah, no, I've, I've got choir. I just told her I was going for a very long walk that night. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> she must have been so confused. Yeah. Hey, I'm going for a out? two hour walk at 7.30 till 9.30 on a Thursday night. <laughs> Sorry, I can't get frozen yogurt with you. <laughs> Mike, my parents aren't home. Come over. Sorry, I've got a walk I got to do. <laughs> I've got this huge walk. Um, but yeah, so I had this choir scholarship at school and I used to, we had to rehearse um, Tuesday and Thursday mornings, Thursday nights, Friday afternoons, and and then we performed every Sunday. And that was pretty much my whole life from um, grade five through year twelve at school. Even so, in it year was 12. it was pretty shit. What, what what um what role did you sing? Were you uh, like a bass or a tenor? I started when I mean when I, I joined when I was like ten, so I was a boy. They call them boy sopranos or trebles. Um, you know, which is like singing up high. Right. And then I ended up as a, as a tenor. Um, so yeah, it was um pretty gnarly and it was just like early mornings. And also obviously as I was growing up, my, my faith in the Catholic church began to dwindle. So it was this really jarring thing of like, oh, I really like, I have to do this or I can't go to school, but yeah. I hate what this, this, organization stands for and like their politics so i found it really tough yeah i mean i I completely understand also the singing part (laughs) like having to be there every sunday friday afternoons you know what i mean Mm. it sounds like a big yeah and you're not you're not singing like fun songs like like for example we had a (laughs) a christmas carols night every christmas like it it would go up till christmas day that was the last day of choir for the year really you know, we're not singing fun Christmas carols like um, Frosty the Snowman. We were singing all the depressing Jesus ones about, yeah. you know, Jesus being the saviour and stuff like that. Man, those are not fun Christmas carols. You do not want to be listening to those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but I think you must have built some pretty damn good skills. I mean, if you had a scholarship on it, you must be at least a, a really good singer, right? I mean, I... I don't know. I guess so. Like, I, Can you I bust think I'm a, tune a decent right singer, but I think it was more music. Like, do you guys do music at all? Are you musicians? Do you uh, play instruments or anything? Basil over here. Mm-hmm. He's quite the musician. Well, I mean, I used actually, to play, I'm not even joking. I, I used to play music in, in high school, but it was, I mean, it ne- I never took it like really that seriously. Um, I, I was, mm. I did go to a music school. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's called the conservatorium here in, in Sydney. Um, yeah, of course I've heard of the conservatory. He's being such a what dickhead right play? there. He's like, oh yeah, I play basketball. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called the NBA. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I mean, yeah, um, I, uh, I'm Catholic. I don't know if you've heard of me. I'm the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jesus Christ. Ring a bell or anything? <laughs> yeah. You might have heard of me from a book called uh, The Bible. Have you read it? <laughs> My dad actually wrote it. 
<laughs> well, okay, if, if I'm honest. <laughs> my dad wrote the Bible. <laughs> so so in, in music school, I found that a lot of people there are there because one, their parents are forcing them. And then because of that, <laughs> there's, there's so much pressure for them to be perfect and they want to just become musicians. And then now that we're like five, six, seven years out of school and you realize that all of them are like sort of just like sit like, you know, not really doing much apart from teaching or like, and if they are teaching, maybe they have two or three students. It's like a lot of the times you, you could tell from, from school that there was a lot of sort of toxic competition about things that people didn't actually care about. It's like a whole bunch of athletes that don't want to do soccer, but they're all being forced to play soccer and compete against it. So for me, it was, it was, I got in there kind of thinking like, all right, I'll go in here. There's some smart people. Hopefully I can get a good high school grade and that, that can take me somewhere else. But I mean, I, I was never really in it too much to to be a professional musician. You were. You were thinking about joining the that orchestra thing, the Sydney Symphony. No, the one in Jordan. Oh yeah, I mean, I was I was going to do some orchestra work, but then I, it all kind of fizzled out around like sort of like year eleven, year twelve. You know, when you have to do like work experience, and then and then you start realizing mm. like, oh, I've got to think about what the prospects will be if I go into this career, and like, what? How am I going to like continue this for 10, 20, 30 years? So, uh, Mike, I'm curious, like, obviously Jack, uh, Jack Post is known for his uh, musical ability, you know, writes sh- uh, songs. They're like some of the funniest parts on the Hamish and Andy show, like all the apology songs and stuff. Uh, yeah. Given you've got a lot of musical training, do you think you'll ever incorporate that kind of style into, you know, your podcasting endeavors or, or any of that in the future? Like, you know, utilize your voice for... Uh, not the Catholic church. <laughs> Use it for good. I know, haven't they taken enough from me? Um, <laughs> hey, can, just uh, not to detour again, but can I just, um, just going back to that previous point, uh, what what's the instrument that you were studying? I did clarinet. Clarinet, cool. I just, I've, I've always thought this, I will answer your question, sorry, but no I've always thought it's interesting because like, say, take the Sydney Symphony Orchestra for a moment. You mentioned it's like really competitive at the conservatorium, yep. right? So like, and I, it totally would be because, like, think of, like, an instrument like the oboe. I don't yeah. even know what an oboe is, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, like, a bass instrument. So there's only, like, one o- oboe in an orchestra. So really, if you're a kid and you play the oboe, th- like, there is one job, one professional performing job you can get in oboism, right? So yeah. it must be so competitive because everyone's literally competing to be the one guy that plays the oboe in the symphony orchestra. But to be fair, there's only one guy who plays the oboe in the entire world. Who gives a <laughs> well, fuck about I was, that I was, instrument? I was actually just about to say, like, o- oboe, you make a great point. All these there, fucking dumb instruments they've got out there. Like fucking, well, they've got 40 people playing the clarinet and then just like one fucking massive double bass thing. It's well, like, that's a, that's actually, it's a really good point, Mike. And, and oboe actually has a little bit easier because no, one fucking plays the oboe. So if you're the one person mm. that does, then maybe if you're good enough at that level, you can get into Sydney Symphony or you can find someone who will mentor you to get you there. But then something like yeah. clarinet where like every everyone and their granddaughter knows how to play clarinet. Like they learn it. Like all, a lot of people that learn instruments learn clarinet, but there's only two in the orchestra. So it's like- it's Exactly. Sh- it, it's it's kind of like um the harp. Like how many people, yeah. A, have a harp and B, yeah. know how to play it, right? Yeah. If you yeah. can- you kind of make a good point. Cause like, if you can play harp, well, you're probably guaranteed to get every harp job in the yep. country. Cause yep. there's literally probably only three people in Australia that can play the harp 
perfectly. Well, we actually knew this guy who played the tuba and he was really damn good at tuba. <laughs> and he was like the only good tubist in the whole of Australia. Is that so what he called tubist? <laughs> I think so. Oh so, my God. So this guy literally was <laughs> taking all the gigs. And and we remember this, like when we were, when we were in high school, we were asking him because he, he did a lot of teaching for like all the tuba, for the one tuba player that was in our school. And apparently mm. he was making like three, $350,000 playing tuba for all these orchestras because he was the only good tubist in the whole of Australia. This is just this so one I feel guy. Like that's what you should do if you have a kid. Choose a really niche musical yeah. instrument, like really a, um, tuba or harp, or like I don't know. Cello is probably too common now, but just choose a niche instrument and force them to be really good at it, and be like, "It's for your future." Create a we'll new make instrument. Six figures. Yeah. You get every single job. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I wish mean, I learned like harp or something. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Harp's a really cool one. Um, the other side of the coin is that if you if you want to teach your kid something like piano, where it's like that's extremely competitive and they'll only ever need mm. one in a, in a music song, that's mm. that's kind of extremely dodgy, like where they're, they're almost never going to find a job because there's always going to be someone better than you in piano because it's such a competitive instrument. But then the other yeah. side of it is at least you can be like do something entertaining on your own. Like you don't have to do it professionally for it to be pretty cool. But then if you play clarinet, yeah. there's not really much you can do to impress your friends or just to play that, something to impress a girl. Even. Yes. <laughs> You've hit the nail on the head. I have always said there are only three musical instruments that you should play if you're not a professional musician, right? It's piano, guitar, and drums. Oh, the reason totally for agree. piano and guitar is you can go to someone's house. They'll probably yeah. have a, lots of people have just pianos and guitars or keyboards and guitars. Yep. You can go to someone's house, impress your friends, play. If you play, oh, I play clarinet. You're never going to go to a friend's house and they've got a clarinet yeah. in the lounge room. You're like, oh, you guys have a clarinet? Let it's, me jam for you. It's because all, no one wants to hear a solo clarinet. It's also so problematic because, you know, you're talking to a girl. She's like, oh, you play any musical instrument? You're like, yeah, clarinet. And she's like, oh, can you play me something? He's like, yeah, okay, just let me call my 20 other mates. I just need, oh, one more clarinet. It's one oboe. Uh, three flutes. You know what I mean? And then you all stand there yeah. playing fucking some shit song. And it's like, God damn it, bro. <laughs> and then I think I think the reason you play drums is because every band needs a drummer, so you can kind of just be that guy for all your mates who knows how to play drums. Yeah. Um. But I'll go back to that question you asked me a while ago before I detoured, which <laughs> if you remember from earlier in the podcast, yeah. is the sign of a great conversation. Um, so we actually, me and Jack did an album two years ago. So I we have I this um, little punk comedy album um, with our band called Release the Sounds where me and Jack wrote, I think, eight songs and put them out on Spotify with a couple music videos. So that's probably the most I've exercised my musical ability since uh, the choir. <laughs> yeah. How was it? Did you enjoy it? Did it bring back any sort of like good memories or like anything um, nostalgic from from high school? Yeah, I loved it because I realized how much like I had reta- retained about how to sing well and how to perform music. Um, but I had never like written songs before. So I found that really fun and really creative just to kind of sit down and have to write lyrics and come up with ideas about how a song should sound. Okay, so re- Mike. Like I love I love music so much. So 
Mike, awesome. Toxic by Britney Spears. Go. <laughs> do you want me to? Do you want me to sing it? Let's, have a, let's have a ballad. I want to hear this voice in action. Oh, how was that? That's all right. I'm wow. not gonna lie. Whoa! Holy crap! That was, that was really good. I was trying to. I was trying to do a shit singing funny joke, and you guys were like, "Hey, you're not bad." <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing is actually. <laughs> That's actually pretty good you're right i like it extremely good yeah i should do a whole album of covers like that yeah yeah it just sounds you know yeah literally release the sounds this is i've heard this so many times where people that used to do music in high school at a a competitive level they'll quit it for five ten years and then they'll do a they'll do a song with their friend or something like that and then they'll realize like holy shit i used to be pretty damn good at this and like everything comes back and then the creative juices start flowing did you do you really start feeling that when you were when you were producing as in when I'm when I was producing the album, or just generally like in work. Oh no! Like when you were producing the album and singing it, uh, and making all that part, making all those parts. Nah, yeah, I think I did because I was like, "This is because I guess in terms of like maybe you'd agree with this because um with the clarinet stuff, but like when I because I hadn't I hadn't sung really in any like professional sense since high school, and that kind of singing that choral choir religious music was not the kind of music I wanted to sing. And then suddenly I'm singing in this comedy punk band with my friend Jack and we're writing all the songs and producing them together. It was almost like a realization of my singing, uh, my musical ability being like really fun, not just for work, if that makes sense. No, 100%. It's like when you have to do like an English, you have to read a book in English class. You hate it because you have to read it. But then you get out, like I, I had to read 1984 in year 12 and then, mm. I, and I fucking hate it. Didn't even read the book, just looked at quotes online and, you know, made Spark guesses. Notes. I essentially made guesses of what I think the story was. And then yeah. after year 12, I read the entire book and I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. And the second I didn't have someone telling me how to do it and I could do it because I wanted to and decided I like, this is what I'm trying to do right now. It would like became, became so much more enjoyable. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. That's an exact analogy like that makes that's exactly what i mean um totally exact same for 1984 by the way i read it in year 10 hated it such a slog and then when i actually was a bit more grown up and like wanted to read about the kinds of themes that that book talked about i enjoyed it heaps yeah i feel like the, the books they make you read at school are so out of your reach as like a 16, 17 year old kid like yeah you just don't care about any of the stuff then it's only when you get into your you know, when, when you get a bit older, like in your twenties and you're like, Oh, I'm kind of interested in, um, these ideas of like dystopian futures and surveillance and stuff. Maybe I should read that book. Like comments on all the books we read were like war and and stuff like that. that I just didn't care about. Yeah, exactly. Um, look, we, we've got some, we've got some fan questions here. Some of them are a nice. bit odd. Not but I think, I think what we'll do is I'll, I'll ask the questions and if you don't want to answer it, just say next. Yeah. Okay. I, will answer, I will answer every question, hopefully. Oh, Mike, I don't know if you, I don't know if you want to commit want, to that, mate. I want you to hold me to it. I want you to hold me to it. <laughs> Baz, did we get that? Did we get his verbal yep. consent? We got it? Beautiful. It's been recorded. Okay. Johnny Shelton 338 says, what's your favorite porn website? Uh, uh, I mean, it's tough for me. And I said I would answer everything um, honestly. Yeah. So for me, I actually 
I actually find um, uh, just general uh, content very erotic. So YouTube, because I just get off on watching videos about Super Smash Brothers and Nintendo. Actually? No, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the way you answered that, I was like, wait, wait. <laughs> I think I just like, what? I, I thought it was obvious I was joking. <laughs> like I just sit there watching. No, you oh, held that hey, so guys, well. That was hilarious. This is a review of the new Pokemon games and I'm that just was, like jerking it, off. It was also hilarious else. because I listened to the pod, I listened to the Hamish Addy show. So I know what you, uh, how much you love Pokemon. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck me. Not that much. This guy must be having double fun when Misty comes on the screen. Like fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Next question. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's time for the next question. Uh, we didn't really get how this worked because he just wrote how. Um, you know, whatever. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Life he says, how does it feel? How does it feel to have a big dong? Mm. So, you know, you might think it's great. Most men do want to have a, a penis as large as mine but it's actually a curse. Um, <laughs> just makes, thing, makes things really difficult and um, it doesn't fit in a lot of places. So Basil honestly, once mistook it for a clarinet worry, and started guys. playing it. <laughs> 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 Looking good at uh, Asian Lord, okay, says... <laughs> oh, God. Guess how many dildos have been in Basil's asshole? I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to say, well, I mean, it's tough because my instinct would have been zero, but the fact that this guy has brought it up makes me wonder if like, it's don't a known wonder. thing that you don't might wonder. go with your instinct, there. Mike. Go with your instinct. <laughs> don't wonder. <laughs> I'm just going to conservatively guess one. Vaz? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Arland uh, Kabutza says, are you guys happy? I'm pretty happy. This would be a fun podcast for I'm sure. I'm extremely happy. <laughs> it's good. Yourself, Mike? Yeah, I'm, oh, dude, I'm really happy. I'm happy at the moment. Life's really good for me. So um, not to get all philosophical on you guys, but yeah, I'm pretty happy. Good. That's great to hear. It's awesome to hear. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> that was so funny. Not to get all philosophical on you, and I'm like, oh, he's going to come with another detail, like philosophical point. Yeah, like, I was waiting it's for good. it. <laughs> Just pretty happy. Life's good. Yo, you know, 100. we're out of lockdown. I'm oh, doing yeah. this. Um, that must have been that's pretty, brutal. That's, for that's you everything guys. going on in, in my Melbourne. life. Yeah, Melbourne had it so rough. Like, I mean, Sydney had it. For we like, were such like bitches. Days. We were fucking so angry, like uh, you know, with like the lightest lockdowns, and you yeah. guys are like. Being locked indoors with fucking the, the PM sitting outside saying, no, you're not allowed to leave. Like for fucking ages. Yeah. It was uh, so tough here. Yeah. Um, I, can, but, I can imagine. You know, especially because we kind of had to do it twice. We did it last yeah. year. And the whole thing with last year's lockdown was like, hey guys, if we do this now, we don't have to do it again. And then literally like six months later, it was like, yeah. hey guys, we're going to have to do exactly the same thing again. So yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. kept going in it. Um, Todd Boy Mills says, "How large is your penis?" Um, what a penis! Fucking questions here, guys. What's going on? No, it's because there are a lot of rumors floating around about my penis. That's why all these people are asking. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. <laughs> I'd say 
Look, are the rumors true? Honestly, can you can you confirm for a milk bucket exclusive? <laughs> milk bucket exclusive. <laughs> I have a huge penis. Um, I'll send you guys photos after. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Mike, you we'll post them as a last post. Mike, you, you said you would only answer truly, so I expect a dick pic at the end of this fucking <laughs> at the end of this podcast. Hey, um, I stand by what I said. <laughs> We got to record that as a soundbite. <laughs> My penis is cute. Um, Theo Geis says, uh, "What's your favorite animal?" Oh, except he spelled favorite F A V E R I T and animal A N I M M A L. It's close enough. Yeah, oh. look, we got there. okay. What is my favorite animal? Let's. Uh, I, I think feel let's like a, I have one, but I can't think of it at the moment. Let's add a caveat: like no cats or dogs, so not like a pet animal, because that's like a yeah. Can, can you include like tigers? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what, what, what would you think? Are you are you much of a nature person, by the way? Are you talking? You talking to me? Yep. <laughs> We've got to learn how to say, <laughs> "Hey, Mike." I don't know. I'm I'm only the fucking guest on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, what I know. <laughs> what's my favorite animal? Um, yeah, I'm a nature person. Well, what's a nature person? What's a nature person? Someone who like goes Do you take camping mushrooms every week? out in the bush. I don't know. What is what is nature? Person? Someone who someone who watches documentaries or like enjoys. Um, watching nature. I mean, a lot of people don't like animals. A lot, a lot of people don't like pets and whatnot. So I was just, just wondering, maybe you're, you're just not, not about that. I, I really like pets. Like I love cats and dogs, but um, you guys told me I couldn't, couldn't say yeah. that. It's just because now you I feel, have to think of another animal. You feel loyalty. Say. You know what I mean? If you have a dog, you're like, well, I can't say it's a tiger because then my dog will be sad. Yeah. <laughs> He'll listen but, to this but and also, be fucking upset. This is, this is kind of feeling like, you know, those Thing, those secret questions to if you forget your passwords, like what's your favorite yeah. name? What's your mum's maiden's name? What's the first street you grew up on? I swear I'm to God, like Mike, if worried the, we're getting into that territory. If I log I'm into your email, if, if I log into your email and the secret question is, what's your favorite animal? No, not cats and dogs, something else. You're going to be done for, mate. Nah, I reckon my favorite animal. I'll tell. Okay, I'll tell you my least favorite animal. Okay, I like that. One. Let's just let's rock with least favorite animal. I think that's more fun. Okay, what's your least favorite animal? I'm sorry, and this might be offensive, but any any flightless bird, <laughs> emus, ostriches, <laughs> cassowaries. I'm sorry, but there is something just wrong yeah, about those animals. Wait, and but how what they about look. penguins? They've got these weird necks, huge legs bushy feathers they can't fly like what is the deal with them where did they happen in evolution and do you know what it is they're so aggressive as a result because they're looking up at their brethren fucking flying around they're like well i can't do this so i'm gonna fucking kick you in the skull or something like, like, i can't believe we lost a war to the emus you know fucking crazy cunts mate. i just uh, it, they creep me out so much like they i look want nothing to do with them yeah they look crazy <laughs> those fucking things there's all those tiktoks of people who have like pet emus in their backyard and like oh, the emus are constantly disgusting. just trying to fucking kill him, you know what I mean? And they're like, yeah. oh, he's just playing. It's, nah, you're having yeah, a fucking yeah. laugh, mate. What that, are you talking about? That's like a strange version like, of, of a pet. Um, what, what's the really uh, pet llama? It's just like it's just like a worse yeah. version of a pet llama. I don't get. I don't people mind who have... llamas because I I think because I, I love that movie, The Emperor's New Groove, oh, yeah, where great, he turns man. into a llama. I think because <laughs> of that, I'm fine with llamas because yeah. I know that they they'll they're trustworthy and they'll yeah. have my back in the end. They're just trying but to get emus... their turn back and get their royal inheritance. You know what I mean? They're just they're good guys. Mm. 
Yeah. But I, like I'm looking at photos of emus on Google images right now <laughs> and I actually kind of feel sick. Like I'm not oh even joking. Like I want to vomit. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of animals, I, I don't want to do a detour here, but I'm going to do one anyway. Who do you think wins in the gorilla versus uh, bear debate? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> gorilla versus bird? No, so, so silverback gorilla versus a grizzly bear. Who do you think would win in a fight? Oh, gorilla versus bear. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> gorilla versus Evie. Oh, God, I have to... I reckon... Because I thought you said gorilla versus bird, and I was like, well, gorilla <laughs> will just yank it out of the sky and slam yeah, it on the yeah. floor. But, no chance. I mean... I think a bear would probably win. Like uh, bears are huge. Like gorillas yeah. are big, but bears are so big and they are, yeah. heavy. What do you guys think? Well, uh, I'm torn because gorillas is like my favorite animal, not including cats and dogs. <laughs> so I want them to win, but I don't think they will. You know, <laughs> like. Mm. But but then the gorilla can run and they can, can no, they gain can't. a lot of momentum. Bears can definitely run faster than gorillas. Do you think? Bears can run 30k an hour. How fast can a gorilla run? I would argue lo- slower than us. Jeez, that sucks. Yeah, they could have fucking used their hands and shit. Okay, okay no, I'm going to go with, with Grizzly Bear then. I actually agree with kind you. Of, kind of talking about animals, Mike. One of the hardest yeah. decisions a boy has to make in his life is Charmander, Squirtle, or Pokemon. Bulbasaur. Oh. There we go. There we yeah. go. You know what I'm asking? Uh, fire red, yeah, fucking from- leaf green, water blue, whatever the other one. I only had fire red, so I don't know the other ones. Who are you going with, mate? And please understand that I will judge your response. Well, I'm not... I'm sorry, but I have always been a Squirtle fiend. Same. I love Squirtle. Yeah, see, I can't, I can't, um, Squirtle, because I've always been a Charmander, because I think I saw Ash and Charizard in the show, so I was like, oh, this mm. is what I want. But I can't fault a Squirtle, because it's like, these two are the guys. If anyone chooses Bulbasaur, I immediately start <laughs> getting, I start getting a bit worried. Uh, it's kind of like guys, when you see an I've, emu. I've got a soft spot for Ivasaur, though. Really? Like, I really like Ivasaur. Yeah, I think he's sick. He's don't, like an angry emo Bulbasaur. <laughs> don't you hate it when a Pokemon has a middle evolution and you like the way it looks, but then the final evolution looks weird? Like, I really liked Grovile yeah. because the fucking show had Grovile being like such a bad motherfucker. Mm. And then when he evolved to the final one, I forget what his name is. I was Sceptile. Like, oh, Sceptile. This guy's got three fucking leaves on his head. It looks like a dickhead. <laughs> well, last guy had like a mohawk kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that. Because I, well, for me, actually, like, I I love Ivasaur, but I don't like Venusaur. Um, but I love Charizard. I mean, how could you not love yeah. Charizard? He's sick. He's so cool. He's like a flying dragon. Well, okay, here's, mm. here's the second most difficult uh, choice for a boy watching cheese TV back in the day. Uh, mm. Misty, May, or Dawn? <laughs> Who are you rocking with? <laughs> Never got up to the dawn. Yeah, me neither. Like to that part of the show. Um, and <laughs> frankly, I'm going to decline to comment based <laughs> on the ages of the characters. Um, oh, but actually, shit. Th- Wait, were this they not- is kind of weird because I actually do remember as a kid thinking that I thought Misty was ugly. Like, I don't really. I know that's really mean, but I actually. <laughs> remember as a kid being like, oh, Misty isn't attractive. And I was like six. <laughs> like, that's such a She's weird thing for a six-year-old to think. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah. I mean, I kind of agree. I think she could do, do you know, put some makeup, 
Oh. A different haircut. <laughs> oh, come on. No, look, like, just go on Project Runway, you know what I mean? Get a fucking new style and let's see. I think overall <laughs> shorts are a bit out of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, 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 actually, going back to, to real life animals here for a second, because because we do have a very contentious debate here in the podcast, yeah, look, which hasn't been you're, resolved. You're known as a bit of a Pokemon professor. And what is Pokemon? Yeah. Animals fighting animals. Basil yeah. here. He's got a he's got a claim he he likes to make, which I think is absolutely fucking insane. Baz, do you want to go ahead? Yeah. Okay. So, do you have you ever seen an elephant before in real life? By the way, Mike. Ah, oh, I would have like at the zoo or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. So you know roughly how like, they're not huge, they're not massive, but they're like they're they're yeah. sizable. They've got a decent size. Do you think yeah. that if a regular human, say, We'll just say for for argument's sake, six foot and maybe like a hundred kilos or ninety kilos, something like that. Like a, a a regular human who's like relatively athletic. Do you think that if they yeah, had a yeah, hundred yeah. fights, hundred hypothetical fights uh, with an uh, elephant, do you think that in any one of those a hundred fights that he is likely to win once? Do you think it's probable that that he would win at least once with no weapons? With no weapons, but full, but they have full grown full grown adult male elephant. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would say there is. No chance a human would win any of the yes, fights. Yes, not, not even one in a hundred. Because you have a brain. <laughs> no, because I think you're saying, you said to me like, oh, you know, they're not that big. You tried to prime me. Like you yeah. tried to, it, it feels like you tried to get me thinking in my head that elephants were smaller than they they're, are. They're not that um, big. <laughs> huge. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're like, what, two two 2.5 meters maybe yeah. height. But I think you're underestimating how heavy elephants are and the fact that they have two sharp horns coming <laughs> out of their nose and they have a trunk. Like, I don't think, like, if you if you were standing next to an elephant, you'd probably come up to the, what, like the bottom, the top of its legs, right? You'd yeah, literally have to yeah. punch up just to hit its stomach. But th- exactly. This is what- so like, what? where would you think someone yeah. would go if they were fighting an this, elephant? This like, what would Mike, strategy he's not be? thinking. That's because, the issue. Well, I am thinking because you have the environment around you. It's not like you have nothing. So you, so if you can yeah. pick up a rock and then hit it in the eye, I don't think that it's, I think there's- It's going to run at you. I think, yeah, but yeah. But you, you, just, just, it's, you just made it mad. You just do a sidestep. <laughs> Bob and oh Weave. It's, Man, it's not hit him in the eye with a rock. It's it's. I know it feels like it, but it's not bloody David and Goliath. It's <laughs> a story from the Bible, mate. There's no way you can kill an elephant. Also, I, I just don't think like an elephant could literally step on your yeah. head standing up and just crush you. The second joke is Basil's so bad at throwing that he'd try throw it at the <laughs> eye and have a better chance of hitting his own eye. It could actually impale you with its tusks so yeah. easily. Like it'd just literally go straight through you. Like I, yeah. I reckon the only way you could maybe, which would be dangerous is like, yeah, get a sharp rock get underneath it and stab upwards towards its chest. But I don't think you'd even- Yeah, I don't if, think you'd it, Elephants skin. are pretty smart. It'd just kick you or crush yeah. you. Wait, are they smart? Yeah. Oh, that kind of falls Elephants are one of the most intelligent. I'm pretty sure they're one of the only animals that can recognize themselves in a mirror. Yeah, like them and pigs and stuff like that. Well, the other the other tactic I was going to use is, is you trap it. So like, it just kind of folds because if, if they're actually pretty smart, well, then that kind of sucks. But the other tactic I would use is like run to a cliff or something, let it charge at you and then do one of a bob, do a quick dodge. <laughs> do a quick dodge of this thing that's three that's meters a, apart. It's not a, it's not a cartoon. It's got a lot of momentum. Keeps Basil is 100% thinking- runs off a cliff. Yeah. That's 
makes it sound like it's like the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. He's 100% thinking that to the point that he thinks he's going to step to the side, the elephant's going to run off the cliff, look back while still floating in the air, look down and then say, ah, and then fall. Hold, hold up a little umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a quick nah, movement, I, really. I don't think, I don't think like any, I don't think there's any like animal like, from the jungle that a human could beat in a fight. Like crocodile, yeah. no way. So Lion, weak. no way. Tiger, no way. Like we may be at the top of the food chain, but we're not at the top of the being strong chain. Yeah. What about with a shark? Do you think you could survive a shark attack if you're on a surfboard or something or a boogie board? <laughs> Probably not. Do you? <laughs> well, I, I know that sharks don't actually like the taste of humans. So a lot of the time they'll have one bite uh-huh. and then they'll go away. And if you don't die on that first start, bite then you're very likely to survive but i, I okay think it's one part Baz of thinks he's so good at surfing that he could see the shark and say not today motherfucker and just jump and catch a wave <laughs> rip no, that nar nar no, i think you just poke it in the eye and then make a getaway i, I it, it doesn't feel that it just <laughs> give it the, the old poke that's and one get of away. the dumb things that people always say like oh when a shark's coming punch it in the nose it's like have you ever tried to like punch underwater you're I wouldn't so punch. slow. No, yeah. I wouldn't punch. I'd poke it. Yeah. <laughs> underwater. It's so yeah, you wouldn't dumb. really be moving very fast. Yeah. The shark's just like, is this guy fucking retarded? Why is he trying to do this? <laughs> You're in my domain, bro. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, That's crazy. I love that question. That's yeah. such a funny debate. Yeah, the answer, I'm sorry, man, but the answer is absolutely no. A human cannot beat an elephant. <laughs> Sorry, Baz. Oh, man. I need to find someone else who believes. <laughs> Your trip to Bangkok has got to be postponed until you can get a fucking better skill set, mate. No, the elephants in Bangkok don't count because they're drugged down. They're drugged down. They're just there for, for tourists to take pictures with them. <laughs> can I Can I just quickly... I know we're about to finish, but can yeah. I just quickly say that there's one thing that I think about all the time, which yeah. is that I think as a society, we don't recognize enough how fucking horrifying crocodiles are. Oh, yeah. Like, an adult crocodile can grow up to five meters long. Do you know what's fucked? Crocodiles don't die from old age. They don't have uh, decaying genes so that they die of old age. So if they, in 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 an ideal environment, they could essentially live forever. They have that, it's the same thing as the tortoise, uh, the Galapagos tortoise kind of thing, that gene. Mm. So what ends up happening is they die from famine or like uh, sickness and stuff. So they essentially grow so big that they can't eat enough food to sustain themselves and they end up dying. But yeah, they're fucking terrifying. Even the little ones. I saw a a TikTok of a a girl, she got bit by an alligator. Alligators little bitches, bro, compared to crocodiles. And it bit her hand and immediately started doing the role. And she's having oh to like God. do somersaults just to stop her fucking ligaments ripping off. So, she, you know, she doesn't lose her hand. Like those things are so fucking terrifying. Yeah. you don't. And the way they like, the way they like wait under the water and oh, like yeah. leer at their prey waiting to strike. I'm sorry, but that, if you had to ask me what animal I'm most scared of, it'd be a crocodile. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'd put that up. Cause like, especially in Australia, like it's weird. Cause I mean, Mike, did you grow up in Victoria? Yeah, I grew up in Melbourne. Yeah, so so we both grew up in Sydney as well. So like none of us have had to ever actually be afraid of crocodiles realistically. Like mm. there's going to be no creek or anything that we have to deal with, you know, that's going to have a, a lurking giant. But um, yeah. but like it's crazy that people in Northern Territories, every time they get yeah. into a creek, they have to be like, well, might not get out today. 
Every time they go to a beach, bro, you never know if it's their last day. That's I know that's horrific. Like I yeah. I hate that, and I genuinely think as a society we don't talk enough about how scary crocodiles yeah. are, and 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 that might be the last detour of the night for me. Well, I've got one final one, Mike, and it's a little okay, bit of an good. inside joke. I want to okay. know. I want you to tell me, Mike, how do you boil water? Ah. Uh. Classic. <laughs> okay, so if you actually want me to explain this, the, pro- the problem was that at the at the office we work out of, there's only one um stovetop. Yeah. And it uses electric those electric yeah, convection. Um, stovetops, conduction heatings, and we didn't yeah. have a, a, a pot that could heat it. Yeah. Um so yeah, the water just didn't oh, boil and we had to go and get another pot. It's, it's terrible. It's so funny that like, because I would be the, in the exact same situation, just freaking out like, why isn't it heating? I've had it here for 20 minutes. I wouldn't even think that, <laughs> yeah. oh, the pot's wrong. Like, I'd be like, is the oven broken? Do we have to order a new one? Like, or you had one of I those ovens. I just did not that, understand it. Yeah. Oh, so it's one of the stoves that turn yeah. and, and you need a specific pot. Convection, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. okay. That all makes sense now. <laughs> It was such a funny revelation because as a listener on the podcast, you know, they, they do the ding and you're expecting him to start eating eggs. And then they're like, oh, we've just been playing Angry Birds 3D or whatever. Uh, you know, a bit of fun. <laughs> Still waiting for it. Then there's another ding. And it's like, after a while, you're like, what the fuck's happening with this water, man? <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. At that point, just light a fucking uh, light a lighter underneath it and just do it the old fashioned way, you know? <laughs> But uh, anyway, Mike, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. It's been fucking fantastic. Um, we're coming towards Thanks, the end man. of it. Yeah, thank you so much, mate. Uh, do you have anything you want to say to the, the Milk Bucket fans? Uh, I'm just going to, my final words will be how we end every episode of Milk Bucket. Uh, keep on milking. <laughs> I'm gonna, I like that. Is that going to be the Grab code word? Grab those udders and milk it out. Keep on milking. I love it. <laughs> oh, we should sound clip that and have that as the end. Uh, the I reckon we have that as the intro. <laughs> keep on milking. Yeah, fucking see. hell. That could uh, be lit. Mike, where can people find you uh, if they want to come check your, check your stuff out? I think the best place to find all my stuff is radiomike.com.au or Radio Mike on YouTube. But my main podcast is called 20th Century Boy. Um, so if you just want to, I don't know, hang out, I'll be uh, on that podcast every week. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll post links down below. Everyone go show Radio Mike some love. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. We really appreciate having you on the pod. It's been fucking a lot of fun. I'm not Thank you lie. so much for coming. I've really enjoyed having you here. No worries. Stay away from those crocodiles. Keep on milking. <laughs> Keep on milking. <laughs> Thanks. See you next week, guys. Also, I, I had fun too. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, <man. laughs> Keep on milking. <laughs>